Okay, good morning. Uh, this is a little different. Today is Wednesday, January 4. Happy New Year. And uh, welcome to... Welcome to Event 201. No, no, not, not, not. Welcome to the New Year. And uh, it should be pretty intense. Uh, I was just asked a question in class that I felt ought to be recorded. Uh, it's a good question about... Uh, souls with whom we reincarnate on planet Earth or elsewhere, but particularly here, uh, are we with a certain group of souls, lifetime after lifetime? What about my friends and family? Some seem very close and we've been together in past lives and some are not. I was saying that there seem to be, one could look at it that there are uh, Circles. There's an inner circle, an outer circle, and then beyond the outer circle, um, the periphery and, and beyond. In the inner circle, it seems to me, would be souls that are at a comparable level of evolution. Whether they're 3D native souls or wanderers from 4th or 5th, 6th density. For us, most of the people listening, we are wanderers of 4th or 5th or 6th density in general and would commonly, I think, come to Earth with and reincarnate regularly with an inner circle of souls like, you know, my, 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 my pod, like we're peas in a pod. I came to Earth uh, from six density with 20 million souls, and of that 20 million, uh, there's a group of uh, 20 with whom I have reincarnated multiple times in multiple past lives uh, up to now per agreement made prior to incarnation, the first life in the cycle or in, this, in the contract of a series of lives. That's the inner circle. And so in the current life, uh, we may well know some, there may be some friends and family uh, or even people who cross our path uh, as well, and don't remain as friends, uh, some souls who are in that inner circle with whom we agreed to come to earth, or we, we plant, we came to earth together even, or not, but they're from the same higher dimensional soul group. These are soulmates. This is one definition of soulmate is souls from the same, you know, higher dimensional family or group planet. Um, in this case, with whom we planned with whom we came to Earth and with whom we plan to reincarnate multiple times together in varying family relations. You know, now you're being my parent, next time you'll be my brother, sister. So today you're my parent and to, and yesterday, past life, you were my uh, sibling. And another time uh, you were my spouse, and another time you were a friend, and another time I, we, our paths crossed, but we didn't have any long-term connection. This is like the inner circle. And it's not like there are certain souls, I mean, this is in general, as far as I can tell. I don't think that there are certain souls that, I don't think that we would be reincarnating every single lifetime with the same souls for sure but we would be reincarnating in multiple lives with a small group that I'm calling an inner circle 
of souls with whom there's high compatibility in terms of level of evolution, the, the levels of evolution, and also um, mm, uh, some resonance in life purpose, working on a certain dynamic of a love-wisdom balance. Love-wisdom balance experienced in a certain way, or doing a certain piece of service to humanity or for humanity, or developing ourselves, or having a particularly uh, a karmic you know, balancing life of harsh catalyst or having a karmically balancing life of reward, a reward life where everything's easy and things are peaceful and the soul does well and has a good time in that life because they just uh, have finished a lifetime uh, where there was some trauma or where there was um, heavy obligation, duty and burdened um, so this is a, a reward life of emotional unburdening or emotional lightening. So though there are various, there are countless reasons for which souls would choose to be meeting or connecting or family with other souls in any one lifetime. But it's not like everyone is like that. And that that's the, the inner circle and the outer circle are people that cross our path in multiple lifetimes. Souls who as humans uh, may not be from the same group, but they may be 3D. Let's say a wanderer uh, plans for a, a contract of, you know, I'm going to come in <laughs> in the 18th dynasty and I'm going to leave at 3D harvest of four. Uh-huh. And in that life, um, in the 18th dynasty, and uh, uh, developing Amara, and uh, uh, Aten, uh, we will um, cross paths in various lifetimes because we have the same contract length. We're both here for mm, 3,500 years or so, or 4,000 years. The man from Earth, <laughs> Allah, the man from Earth, but <laughs> those from elsewhere on Earth uh, whose consciousness never dies or the soul continues and and that group that came in then there's an inner circle and an outer circle for any one soul as well meaning we came in together um and others were there who are 3d souls who are approaching harvestability or with whom we have some conflict or where there's mutual benefit and yet there didn't they they weren't really of the same soul development uh, so souls of you know not not um excellent not 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 high um resonance compatibility or or you know fit um yet meet in multiple lifetimes for various reasons i mean the the the, the reasons for that are all across the board you know they need something from you and you need something from them uh, but they're not really the inner circle of soulmates from the same higher dimensional group or family and then there 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 are those outside the periphery that may come and go but we don't have much with um, so the cast of characters of any one lifetime May the cast of of most uh, near and dear characters 
particularly family and friends and loved ones, which become family. Uh, family, friends, associates. Uh, that cast of characters uh, may be of an inner circle and an outer circle, and uh, the arrangement in any one life varies but it the, the those that are closest are drawn from a certain inner circle or inner outer and those that are acquaintances also sort of drawn from the the inner outer circle so it's not you know in this lifetime we're friends in the last lifetime we were family in another lifetime we didn't know each other <laughs> we had no path crossing and or in another lifetime our paths crossed but nothing happened but that was a necessary path crossing because there was an energy transfer. <laughs> uh, something happened metaphysically when two souls who are of inner circle, you know, metaphysical compatibility or harmony or resonance meet but don't connect. There's still often an important purpose for that meeting. Uh, any uh, follow up on that? Um, yeah, you bring up the point that, you know, had you not moved, you would not have met those people who you have kind of recognized to be inner circle <clears throat> soulmates or uh, with great spiritual affinity and past life connection. Uh, we would feel, you feel, you made the decision to move. I would feel... You know, I made the decision to move to Taiwan, right? Was that planned before birth? Was that planned decades before it happened? Did you decide, did I decide decades before in the life, in this lifetime, in this incarnation, did we decide decades before the move to make the move? Did we decide before the birth to make the move that later we felt was a free will choice? Made then? which was actually made prior? Don't know. I, I would imagine both are in play. Uh, and so you can say, had I not moved, I would not meet them. Personally, I had a sense when I went to CIIS in 1989 uh, or 88. Um, I want to go to San Francisco and study there for the MA because I think I'll meet good people. I think that there are people there for me, or the people there will be resonant with me. And that's what happened, of course. I met a lot of good people and a lot of friends and a lot of um, soulmates in the sense of a resonant, you know, a metaphysical resonance um, of the uh, levels of development and, and common perspectives. Uh, was that a decision made then? Yes. Was it uh, set up prior? Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, this kind of thing. Like, And yet, sometimes that's arranged prior, uh, decades prior in the life, or not, or uh, prior to the incarnation itself. Uh, there is also, you know, there, there's... When I was in Thailand, I met a man who was owning a hotel where I stayed for 10 days. It was a small B&B &B kind of place. He looked like my uncle. <laughs> and it was odd because my, my uncle just died. 
and he acted like my uncle a little bit. He, he was very, it was very odd, and there was almost like a father-son thing that sort of started, uh, not not in a big way, but a little. And uh, my uncle also was sort of fatherly to me, and so that was odd. And then <laughs> there was actually an experience where he actually uh, fainted. It was very strange. He was just tired, and something happened, and he fainted in front of me and these others at dinner. And, you know, he's a big, tall guy and kind of hard-working, physical guy. And he just totally lost it in front of everybody, which everybody was shocked at, and I was. And I saw it as some kind of metaphysical reset for him. I don't know why, because it, it's completely out of character. I mean, he's the kind of guy that just works and hard and made his own place excellently over three decades and... uh for him to totally lose it is is really out of character. And that happened. And I was very shocking for everybody. And he's okay now. But uh, was that uh, kind of thing planned before birth? No, I don't think so. Was it planned decades before the meeting? No, I don't think so. Was it planned in time space before I went to Thailand that... We have uh, that I'd be staying at that place, possibly, yes. And was that fainting spell, which is completely out of character for him, um, metaphysically sourced in the sense that some there was some kind of past life connection between he and I? He was a European fellow, and uh. There was some value to him fainting while I'm there and the others are there. Is that fantasy? Oh, what are you, crazy? Or was there something to it? Maybe there was something to it. Maybe not. Maybe there was. Um, and he didn't feel to me at all like an inner circle soul, but but very possibly an outer circle soul. Uh, more, than an, more than an acquaintance or soul that... I had passed. I had crossed paths with or knew as an acquaintance in some past life, in Europe, most likely. Uh, but there was some value to him fainting in my presence. <laughs> what? Why? Because I'm such a great guy? No, no. But um, there are all sorts of subtle things, right? Uh, to what extent? Uh, what was the nature of our connection in a past life? Was it? Uh, you know, family of some sort? Was it father-son? Was it, you know, older man in the village and I was younger and he was fatherly and kindly and I appreciated him and he's a 3D native and I'm a wanderer and uh, he didn't look like a wanderer to me, um, but he, you know, or maybe he was, who can say, you know? Sleeping wanderers commonly, you know, uh, appear to be because they want to be like everyone else as a common human fellow or gal common what what the person that looks common may well be a wanderer who has rejected <laughs> awakening to that level of identity and so maybe he is who okay, I don't know but I didn't feel you know a strong connection with him but there was something and it was strange. It was sort of eerie. He was, looked a lot like my uncle and very similar physiology. I mean, it felt like they're based on some positive affinity in the past life that I had felt with him. 
um, his fainting in public for in front of me and his wife and some all these other people was important. What happened was it sort of, I, I saw it as sort of, sort of like a mental reset. It was a sort of push the reset button, reset the, you know, uh, uh, reboot the computer. It was a reboot, actually. It was some kind of temporary minor reboot that somehow I think was important for him. So, uh, so, so another definition of soulmates really is, is inner circle or outer circle souls with whom we've had uh, one or several past lives and, and some degree of a, of a connection, whether it's harmonious or, or conflictual. Uh, the strangest thing, which I don't want to get into because it's actually quite sensitive, is a weird matter that uh, parents in one lifetime may be siblings in another and lovers or spouse in the next. So what? You're fucking your spouse and you're, 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 you're fucking your siblings or your you know, parent-child because in another relationship, in another lifetime, um, those that had been spouse, spousal, are... Uh, parent-child, that's pretty weird. But that happens, you know? That's also a strange matter. It's like um, the little girl whose father is in love with her, the little boy whose mother is in love with her, the little boy who's in love with his mother, the little girl who's in love with her father. It happens, you know? And maybe absolutely, you know, non-physical love, you know, real heart love pure. But it may well be that in past lives they were intimate sexually. If, you know, and now it's parents or now it's siblings. <laughs> so you've got parental, you know, the parental dyad of parent-child. You've got the, spou- the sibling dyad of brother-sister or brother-brother-sister-sister. You've got the, uh, you know, spousal uh, dyad of uh, partner-partner, whether it's male-female, male-male, female-female, whatever. It's a spousal or intimate partner, life partner or short-time partner. And these, these uh, roles are, um, it, they're like cards dealt and redealt. Like we're all talking about the cards of joy and sorrow, uh, dealt and redealt endlessly, and you can't see others' hands, you can only see their eyes, and you know, throw your cards on the table in the fire of all unconditional love and acceptance. Okay, sure, fine, that's great. That It's very su- supreme learning. But uh, it's just an odd matter <laughs> to me that uh, souls that um, are... That, that, that souls may well um, uh, change roles. I mean, commonly, yeah, inner circle souls do change roles in multiple lifetimes, yeah. But it may go from a relation that was intimate, sexual, as uh, life partners or spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend or something, something. Uh, and then go to one where it's completely taboo to even think of such a weird thing, right? It's between the parent-child or between siblings. And I'm not advocating anything. I'm just saying that's how it seems to be where arrangements go that way. And then you, you know, then it gets into, you know, human taboos about sexuality and dot, dot, dot. So without getting into that minefield, um, what should be, what shouldn't be, what is evil and what's not evil, I don't know. 
you tell me or you do your own thing. It's up to you. But don't hurt any, you know, do no harm. But whatever. <laughs> I'm not advocating this or that, but I'm saying it is an odd matter. From a higher perspective, sexuality is seen very differently than for us. And from a higher perspective, um, it's uh, important for some souls in an inner circle uh, where there really is some compatibility or, or where there's not compatibility to uh, experience multiple lifetimes together in different roles. Uh, that is not unusual. Um, okay. I, I think uh, now we're talking about probability vortices or your experience of, of visioning uh, to some degree how it would have been had I not gone the way I went, how it would have been had I gone the other way I was considering. Uh, that's the whole discussion of parallel lives and uh, timelines and all that. And yeah, as you said, the power of thought forms, uh, you know, in the spiritist, spirit, spiritist tradition, Chico Javier and, and their, their teachings, uh, it's kind of, a, that's sort of a minefield itself where, um, I don't know about, I don't know how substantial uh, parallel timelines really is beyond the imaginal, beyond imagination. But there is this, this, you know, there, there's the, the matter of free will, which is, uh, to what degree do we really have free will? Well, we have the experience of free will without a doubt, and we have the experience all the time of uh, decision choice points where there, we perceive multiple options. Um, the crystallized healer has no will, said Ra. And to the degree that the drop has merged in the ocean, it doesn't move independently from the ocean. Uh, to the extent that the, the consciousness of being a, a, the, the experience, the perception and thus experience of being a separate identity being, I am me and you are you, uh, to the extent that there's that you know the the illusion of of atma, the uh, experience of uh, separative, uh, substantial identity, soul, self. Uh, uh, to the extent that we're still in that consciousness, um, we experience uh, you know free will, independent action, quite strongly. Uh, to the extent that. <clears throat> uh, one is working from green, blue, indigo, higher chakras, one would experience um, independent free will more and less or in a different way. And then this teaching from Ross, crystallized healer has no will, means what? They have no willpower? No, I think it's akin to the merging of the drop back to the ocean where the constituent of the essence of a self beyond identity. <laughs> the sense of self dropped or dissolved and awareness of unity, uh, complete or nearby complete, uh, the drop in the ocean now within, without the same independent motion has uh, no longer the same experience of free will 
there's greater will or access to universal willpower, but there's um, a certain kind of independence, autonomy that that is greater and lesser, perhaps, than before. Like Nityananda, you know, went all over India doing miracles and magic in service to everyone, to all sorts of people all over the place. It looks like a lot of will and a lot of freedom, a lot of free will there. <clears throat> Meanwhile, um, in some sense, he's just doing his danda. It's just, it's, it's the course of events doesn't follow a an exclusively conscious mind manas manasic based decision the the course the physical course of activity he went there and he went to the other place uh, we are here we decide to go there or not though the where one is and what one decides and where one goes or how one changes by all those decisions is not fully made, is made in a different way <laughs> at a higher level of awareness or, or development than at a lower level of development. He was working in a different, he was aware of the uh, droplets, <laughs> the, the, other uh, beings around him in a way, metaphysically, that was uh, in touch with what they needed, where they're at metaphysically and what they needed. And his path crossed their paths, not fully by personal decision. It Clearly, we can say he decided to stay longer or go there or move or something. That was part of it, but... I wouldn't think I, I I wouldn't think it's the same self willing as somebody at a lesser level of development <laughs> like me or others. Uh, uh, when the drop merges into the ocean, I would presume it's uh, sensitive to the macro uh, field uh, dynamics of currents and temperature gradient <clears throat> and and all sorts of uh, weather conditions associated with the planetary and the cosmic. And um, activity occurs, uh, decision is made not fully by the conscious mind, or the conscious mind has uh, joined with the uh, a mind of unity, the awareness of unity. So Atman goes to Jivatman, or the Jiva goes to Atman, becomes Jivatman, or Paramatman for him, <laughs> or him, he's like a walking around par- Paramatman. And so... What we, and and to some degree, what we experience as a choice, like I came to Taiwan or you moved to, you know, another state, uh, one marries this person or not, uh, goes that way or stays, uh, some of that really is us following a plan while we think we're free-willing or we think we're free-willing the decision in the moment, when actually our experience of free will in the moment is simply in accord with what had been planned decades before or before the lifetime. (laughs) And so that's a weird matter. And I just want to say also just to rectify the term soulmate um, uh, to some degree, uh, 
not everybody, you know, the, the human new age conception of soulmate is uh, romanticized or sentimental. Uh, there are occasionally plan. I mean, any soul from the same soul group, I would consider a soulmate or a uh, intimate spiritual family, soul family relation. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they partner up in any one lifetime, obviously. There are some people, or it's the plan of some souls in some lifetimes, I think pretty regularly, to not meet and partner with a soulmate, nor one from a past life, an inner circle soul. <clears throat> it may not be the plan to part to have a perfect union in one, any one lifetime. It may be the plan to to have it and lose it, or have it or meet that one who is an inner circle soul from several past lives and or home, you know, higher density soul group, and not get together, or with the likelihood that it, they will fail. They want or they might want, but there's conflict and it doesn't happen. That too may well have been planned, or... Is it a plan that they'll fail to unite or get together or stay together or partner as spouse or something? It, maybe. Or it's just sort of known before birth that they'll meet, but they won't have a certain level of maturity or clarity or understanding or capacity to get together and be partnered in the lifetime. That's possible. Or there is a strong soul connection that's an inner circle soul. Uh, yet there's a history of conflict and it's not sure. Or at one level of our being, it's not sure. We're not sure. It's not clear whether there'll be harmony or the past seeds of conflict will will overwhelm. The weeds of disc of conflict will overwhelm the flowers in the garden of the partnership. There's also the case where uh, we partner with an outer circle soul. Outer circle, just in this usage, being someone with whom there isn't. They're not. From, we're not from the same group. Uh, we're not at the same level of evolution, uh, but we've known each other in past lives and had a harmonious or a disharmonious relation in the past. And we're either seeking to build on the harmony or work through the conflict in this lifetime. And, but it's surely a delusion to presume that just because uh, <laughs> the best-selling New Age author says uh, you, are, uh, you are beloved and you deserve your happiness and fulfillment and abundance and meet your soulmate in every lifetime or this lifetime, that's just not in the cards, actually. And and it's it's commonly the human is antithetical to the universal. Um, there are some souls that would be considered extremely attractive, men or fem men or women, facially, physio physically, and commonly human society thinks, oh, that's a superior soul because look how quote, beautiful or handsome they are, when actually that's a low evolved soul or a negative soul. And a more highly evolved positive soul actually looks more common. It's like Chico Javier, Francisco Javier. His face is kind of googly-eyed, and that's not normally a sign of um, 
harmonious hemis- brain hemisphere coordination. But <laughs> he did a great piece of work, and maybe some kind of brain hemispheric non-coordination that may be evidenced in the misaligned uh, eye eye positions and eyes is necessary to fulfill the life purpose and has nothing to do, is not an indication of being a damaged soul, but a needed um, anomalous brain configuration to fulfill his uh, purpose in being the medium for, you know, dozens of books that helped, you know, (laughs) hundreds of thousands or millions of people, particularly in Brazil. So things are not always as they appear. The Buddhist phrases, things are not as they appear, nor are they otherwise. Um, if you can figure that one out. So I'm just saying, there are all sorts of um, dealings of the roles of the souls of the inner and outer circles of in any individual soul or person in any one lifetime or across lifetimes. And that's in accord with universal law that sometimes is uh, completely misunderstood or antithetical to the, uh, you know, human mores or human perspectives. So there are all sorts of strange things going on uh, that, or what we would call strange. <laughs> uh, and and yet, the, the, the point I just want to make is that while we experience ourselves making a free will decision or having a decision, being at a choice point to make a decision of multiple options. In some cases, uh, that was which choice we'll take was decided before birth. Uh, it was it was expected or planned in the life course before birth that we'd get to those decision points and have several options. Yet the one we've taken, we think we decided ourselves, but actually we're following a script of our own script, but it may be uh, karmically required as well, uh, meaning it's a necessary, uh, going the way I went was necessary to the fulfillment of my life plan so that I would make certain development or have certain challenging catalysts to make balance that I hadn't had before, dot, dot, dot. So this is all, this is what the mind of higher self looks into, I would imagine, this kind of, these, these, multiple lifetime, multiple relationship, multiple roles rearranged uh, uh, scenario or or situation. So it's that complicated, actually. So anyway, let me close this little discussion uh, on soulmates and soul circles and um, just some thoughts for consideration, and I hope it was useful. Uh, Take good care and good night.